Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. We talk about horror movies on this show and in this episode we are tackling a brand new release, probably the biggest new horror release of the year so far mm-hmm. and that is Jordan Peele's Us, his sophomore film, his second film mm-hmm. uh, coming after Get Out and we're going to start spoiler free as we always do. We'll give you a warning before we go into spoilers somewhere in the middle and that's what we're going to do. Uh, so yeah, uh, just a quick thing before we get to the movie itself. The last episode of Screams After Midnight disappeared about 24 hours after it went up because a copyright strike was put on it. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so if it feels, so if you're on YouTube or you're looking at the, uh, yeah, if you're on YouTube, because obviously it's still in the audio feed. If you want to go listen to that episode without the video, just to like hear it just now, it's on the audio feed, Screams After Midnight podcast feed. But if you're on YouTube and you're thinking, man, it's weird, there's not, not been an episode in two weeks. There was one, and hopefully it'll be mm-hmm. back soon. We're disputing the claim, obviously. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's what it is. So, yeah. I it that. was my bad. I shouldn't have uh, been playing the Super Bowl in the background. <laughs> yes. Yes. So Someone put a copyright strike on us two sitting here talking. <laughs> yeah. With, with nothing else going on, yes. Uh, that'll hold I mean, up in court. Yeah. To be fair, uh, there, there have been other videos of people talking before, so I guess maybe that there's a it's not original logic there. is what you're saying yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah we didn't think of this that's true two two white guys talking to each other yeah that's that, that feels like that's been done before <laughs> <laughs> oh god anyway so go about us us is a film about <laughs> why are you laughing is it no, because it's just... a film is that, yeah. is that why you're laughing because you thought that was my yeah. point I like the idea of someone watching NBA and like, oh, it was a film. That's what they're talking about. Oh, Timothy. <laughs> okay, so so Tim, uh, so so us rather. So us. <laughs> uh, the premise of us is that we have duplicates of this family, our main family, uh, who's headed by Ella Pitanyongo, who plays Adelaide. She's the main character. Her and her family, uh, duplicates of their family show up when they're on summer vacation. They've got a summer house. Uh, you know, near the near the beachfront, all that, and Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz, thank you. Um, mm-hmm. uh, which was the sa- same as Lost Boys. I've heard everyone talk about how it's oh, it's like Lost Boys. They're at that Santa Cruz, mm-hmm. hey, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but is is there a guy <laughs> playing a saxophone in his underwear? I think not. Uh, no. So, <laughs> and it sucks because we could have gotten two of them. <laughs> <laughs> That was actually a good joke, Tab. That was a good joke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so these duplicates show up, um, and this obviously I'm just taking all this from the trailer. This is the general premise, and of course they're dangerous and psychotic, and it's like, okay, who are these people? Why are there duplicates? Uh, what's going on? And then that's basically all I can say without going into spoilers. So mm-hmm. there you go. That's the that's the the movie film. So, uh, Timothy, did you yep. enjoy... This is a loaded question because I've seen opinions all over the place for this one uh, since it came out in, on Friday. Yeah. So, Tim, did you enjoy Us? Uh, I will say it's not a perfect movie, but mm. oh, it's damn close. It's real <laughs> damn close. I I absolutely love this movie. I think it's a, a masterpiece. I only saw it once, but I am like jones and to go see it again uh i thought it was fantastic uh how about you what are your thoughts <laughs> <laughs> the word masterpiece was just thrown out there in the opening <laughs> opening statement oh dear i'm gonna, I'm gonna stick by it <laughs> <laughs> um i didn't like it as much as you uh i i, I can say that safely <laughs> right, out, right out of the gate okay 
Um, I so think I tell think, the people why you're wrong. <laughs> I think this is exceptionally directed. I think his handling of suspense is fantastic. I actually, mm-hmm. so I've heard mixed opinions on the music choices. I think most of the music actually worked really well for me oh, yeah, uh, when it was used. Um, mm-hmm. I think Laputa Nyong'o's performance as both versions of herself, fantastic. Yeah. Um, the movies get some good comic relief in places. I like that too. Uh, mm-hmm. I do have to admit though, the plot kind of falls apart for me a little bit uh, at the end. And... Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing, and this isn't necessarily a problem in and of itself, um, if, if if it didn't matter that much, but I did guess a major thing of the ending in the opening scene, mm-hmm. and then it happened exactly the way I thought about it as, like, you know, the way I thought about, okay, I bet this is what, what happened here, and sure enough, at the ending, it was exactly that, which would have been fine if there was like an extra element on it or something, or an extra thing, or, or whatever, but it almost felt like, no, there was no attempt to like assume the audience might get that, or, or whatever, it was just, here it is. It, I, I've heard that complaint from people before, which, I mean, it you know, if that affects a movie for you, that's, mm. you know, fine, like, for me, I, I don't know, I guess, like, unless it's, like, you know like you know if you're seeing like a Shyamalan movie or something you know there's <laughs> going to be a twist or you know if people are talking about a movie like oh man there's a big twist or something like I don't know I, I usually am not like thinking about that uh well, that much like I for it, me I I'm sorry I just I think it depends on what type of twist it is and what what, what type <laughs> of uh like the way it's handled like because sometimes it can be prevented, be presented in a way it's like we knew a lot of you were going to figure this out before we got here, right? So it's more of like a a, a confirmation of it rather than like a got ya moment, right? You know, a gotcha, sure. right? Yeah. Whereas at like, the end uh, of this, I kind of felt like no, I'm supposed to be surprised right now and be like, whoa, that's just flipped the tables on me and done all these different things and. Yeah, I I mean, I I didn't really get that. I mean, it's, you know, like, I I wouldn't necessarily dispute, like, you know, someone feeling that way. But for me, I I don't know, maybe I was just, like, too sucked into the story that I wasn't really, like, you know, thinking ahead or something. Because when, like, yeah, when they do get to the part you're talking about, like, I wouldn't say that I was like, oh, I saw that coming. But I also wouldn't say, like, I was surprised either. I guess I was just kind of in the moment um and yeah it didn't really like uh affect it that much but i'm also not really like like care that much about spoilers or <laughs> i don't know if 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 something's like really good i can just shut my brain off and like go along for the ride but uh, i think the i think the two kind of big complaints uh I, I hear about it and i think you kind of touched on both of them is that and then yeah i think like some people have specific like uh you know, uh, plot, uh, problems or stuff that they didn't like or questions that they had, which I think is very fair and valid. Uh, cause there is definitely like, you know, a, a lot of stuff after you watch it where you're like, well, wait a minute. Uh, you know, like you kind of want to pick apart like the mythology they, they set up, like you're like, all right, so if, if that's true, then what about this? Or how did this happen yeah. or whatever? But I, I think that's totally valid. But for me, it's just like everything else worked so well that I honestly, I don't care. You know, like no, um, I, I get that, and it's something that I would I often like bring up when people have complaints about a movie where I'm I'm just so sucked into it. I don't really care about all these these things. Yeah, I, I do have like some I I I think the where this movie goes in its last act, which is a really extreme place. Mm-hmm. I think I don't necessarily have a problem with those ideas. I I almost it's funny actually because Jordan Peele is about to be the new narrator on uh, the Twilight Zone, yes. and I I often I I almost think this feels like a Twilight Zone episode. 
Um, oh, definitely, yeah. And almost wonder if like what it does in the in the back half would work better in a Twilight Zone where it's a shorter mm-hmm. thing where because I feel like in a movie when you're doing like a full two hour because it's a two hour horror movie right it's, you know it's just a long horror movie uh, I feel like there's this expectation to to have more of an explanation whereas Twilight Zone you know you, you get 25 minutes to 30 minutes at the end of it you, you leave it in this big mystery thing and you're like oh okay what, what was really that about or, or whatever um, and you forgive that they didn't explain a lot of things and it's not so much that I want everything explained because I, I don't necessarily I actually think my bigger problem with uh, where it goes in the back half of the film it's more that I don't feel like the first half of it feels like it's connected to it, and, and like, th- like, how do I explain this? I feel like the tone and the the way that the f- that the first half of the film feels doesn't feel like it, it leads to what the second half of the film is in terms the, of mood. If that makes sense. I think uh, that I mean I don't know if maybe this is what you're getting at, but like the <laughs> first half or whatever feels like, um, like oh God, I was just thinking about like more like kind of. Uh, close, I guess, maybe personal. smaller, more contained. Yeah, I'd, I'd say and personal. Then, it feels like a personal horror story the first half, yeah. Yeah, and and then it kind of expands outward, and it's more, you know, there's farther reaching uh, effects and stuff, which, uh, yeah, I, I can definitely see that um, yeah. it being an issue. You know what's kind of funny is I've heard, like, complaints both ways where i've heard people say like oh they don't explain enough and then i've heard other people say like oh they explain too much <laughs> like which is, i think it's kind of funny I, I think it's a balance in it i think i think arguably either way would be better like yeah they went too far but not far enough to make it like a proper explanation but they mm-hmm. but or but not explain anything would have maybe been better just leave it be completely mysterious <laughs> i don't know yeah. um, <laughs> I, I don't necessarily have a problem with that too much i wonder i do honestly wonder if this will work better for me in a second viewing where i know mm-hmm. where it's going in the second half and I, I can sort of go in with that kind of expectation but the first yeah. half felt really personal like i said it felt like a, a you know a family who's going to be tormented and terrorized and how they sort of survive through that and it turned into this much bigger thing, which we'll talk about in spoilers because it is full on spoilers. Um, but I mean, as much as I, you know, I'm getting my my sort of general feelings, and those are the negative feelings. Like, I don't think it's a bad movie. I actually think it's still a very well done movie. It's just very well directed. The suspense is very good. Uh, the handling of direction is very good. Yeah, Acting I'd say is like. Great. Yeah, I mean, I think what I, I mean, I already liked you know Peel a lot from Get Out and. Uh, you know, so I, you know, had high hopes for this movie. But after seeing this, I'm just like, like so, uh, you know, like, uh, what do the kids say? Like, a, like you're a stan or whatever. Is that like when you're a fan of someone? I, yeah, if you're, you're yes, you're, yes. It means you'll stick up but, for them as a fan, no matter what. Oh, okay. Kind of thing. Yeah, but I mean, I I love Peel, man. He's just like he's like a dude that gets it, like. You know, cause he seems like such like a, a horror fan, but you know, sometimes that's, that doesn't always make the best horror <laughs> director, uh, a la maybe your Rob Zombies, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, he's such like a dude that's like, uh, he has such a love for the genre, but also like, he's such a good storyteller and just has such a great way with like, you know, staging a scene and. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if he's just lucky with the actors he gets or if he's able to bring out these performances, but everyone was like. I thought fantastic in this movie like the you know especially like the the family um like uh you know you already mentioned uh you know um <laughs> I forget her name but the you know the main we'll put on the yeah 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 she she's fantastic and then the uh who played uh her husband was it Winston Duke something Win- Winston Duke he was phenomenal I, I yeah. liked him a lot and like uh and yeah I was surprised that you know, there's a lot of, like you said, really good suspense. Like, there, I thought there's a lot of, like, really good, legitimately creepy scenes, but I was also surprised that, 
um, you know, how funny it was, but yeah, I don't think anyone would call this like a comedy or anything. No, but... it's it's got comic relief. Um, yeah, and... and it's it's different though. Like you know, like the complaints we had with uh, like last year's like Halloween and stuff, where the comedy kind of takes you out of the scene. This is all very feels like. In whenever there was a funny moment, it felt like natural for the characters to be doing this or saying this. Like it never was a all right, let's stop the, everything, you know, all the tensions out the window, the turning to the camera and winking at you. Like, it, yeah. it, it never felt like that. It all felt, like, very natural, and uh, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, even, even the kids were good. In fact, the, the daughter, the, the, the teller, that's, that's the, like, the evil version, the, the teller, oh, that's yeah, what yeah. I'm calling them. I thought the mm-hmm. daughter was maybe my favorite of the, the tellered, like, of the family. She was great. She was really good. Um, so no, nah, like I think the acting's great, music choice great, direction's solid. It has a clear sense of style right at the start. It has this operatic music that comes in as the titles are coming up. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like a seventies movie the way the music comes in, uh, yeah. with this you know this big soundtrack. Um, it feels very foreboding, and then, you know the suspense is handled very well. Like you know the opening scenes are like a flashback to when the main character's a kid, and we're, we're walking down the, the 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 pier, and there's you know the boardwalk and. It's all, and it's like there's nothing actually creepy happening, but just the way it's shot, the way that the camera's behind her shoulder as her parents are kind of arguing, it feels like something bad's going to happen soon, even though there's no reason to suspect that in terms yeah. of content. It's just, it gives you this sense of what you should be feeling, despite the fact that there's nothing really obvious happening yet. And yeah. that's just good direction. Uh, Peel's a fantastic director. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think his story, even if there's some problems with it, once you peel back the layers. Hey. You know, there's definitely stuff in there. I mean, the movie has yeah. something to say. Much like Get Out, there's definitely social commentary in here. It's very different social commentary uh, than, than Get Out. Get Out had obviously a very specific topic, which was was about uh, liberal racism. This is a little bit different, uh, and you know, we'll get into that in spoilers. I feel I feel like talking about it now would be yeah. spoiling stuff, oh, yeah. stuff, but definitely. What I think is interesting though is uh, like uh, where Get Out was great, but it had like a very like you know, I, I don't think you know anyone would really doubt what the kind of you know social commentary on that was what i like about this is there's like a couple of different things you can take away from it and i've seen you know people like uh you know saying stuff about like oh like this is what i got from and someone was like oh actually i think it was like you know more like this and uh, I, I think that's interesting um, do you know what's funny to me about uh, our reactions to this is that <laughs> um I, I want to take you back to a film you watched last year called cam where at okay, the end yeah. of it, I was really positive because of all the subtext, and you mm-hmm. liked it, but you you had a bit of a complaint that the ending didn't make complete logical sense. Oh sure, uh, mm-hmm. and I feel that like this is almost with flip flip positions on this, <laughs> where I feel that like the ending maybe should be a bit more clearer or have more things that make sense. Um, yeah. <laughs> but this does have a lot of subtext, and that seems to have yeah. you know maybe not maybe not just the subtext, but that seems to have obviously helped with with your enjoyment. And I, I loved the subtext; the subtext was there. Um, mm-hmm. and it, you know it's brimming with it. Um, actually, see before we talk about the rest of the movie and stuff, I want to just mention the opening shot is someone watching. Let's see, this is when she's a kid, so it's in the eighties, mm-hmm. right? And eighty six, a very good eighty six. I wonder what year Tim was born in. Uh, <laughs> and she's watching TV, but there's like some VHS tapes at either side, and I noted, mm-hmm. I noted what some of these were. Nightmare on Elm Street was there. Chud yep. was there. I noticed that. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Goonies was there, and then one that really made me laugh uh, was the right stuff. Not because uh, I have any attachment to that. I've seen it, but it's not because I've got any attachment to that. But because in Captain Marvel earlier this month, oh, uh, that's right, that's the one she bre- she picks up, which is in the blockbuster. She picks up the right stuff and looks at it, and I thought that's weird. The right stuff VHS has appeared in two movies in the same month. <laughs> New movies. That's, it. <laughs> it's, it's, that's, that's funny. 
Oh, that's really funny. I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I, I love like, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's such an easy, you know, way to like, you know, uh, uh, make a horror fan happy. But I just love seeing like, mm. yeah, those old school like boxes and stuff. And uh, I do feel like, though, it's not like, you know, super overdone. Like, it's not like, you know. Uh, other points in the movie like you know they're really pointing stuff like that out like oh it's, no uh, i mean it's very uh, i mean it's really just that it's opening like, scene because it's, the, it's yeah. the, that, that where it is and the, the point of the scenes what's playing on the tv there's like ads playing and yeah. it's, it's, it sets up the time period it sets up some themes for the film um uh, and it sets you in that that, that time because I, I was like wait a minute is this set in the 80s i, I didn't realize that from the trailer but it's not it's just <laughs> yeah. the opening like couple of flashbacks but uh yeah so I just wanted to bring that up because it was something I, I, I noticed. Uh, so, no. Um, is there anything else to talk about before we get to spoilers? Because let's be honest, the, sp- um, the spoiler talks where it's really going to start to fly. Yeah. But uh, I, I guess just uh, two quick things uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll mention is uh, e- even if, like, you do have um, – I don't mean you specifically, but, you know, like someone that watches this movie, like, even if they do have problems with it, I feel like – you're still at least you're still like thinking about it like afterwards like it's not like a bad movie where you're just like oh well that sucked uh you know and whatever you're done with it like you know there's been a lot of people have been talking about this and you know writing articles about it and i don't know i think this is just uh one of those fun kind of movies where you know you don't just uh immediately shut it out of your brain it's it sticks with you like um i've definitely thinking about it all weekend and you know me and my wife like uh, we're looking up articles and being like Oh, like you know, we'd find something like, oh man, they they just said like you know this symbolizes that, and I was like, oh okay, so the, <laughs> there's a lot of fun stuff like that, and um, I, I guess probably like you know two non spoilery things we can talk about is uh, just the like success of the movie. Uh, you sure, know, it's yeah. uh, what what uh, I don't know what the final number was, but I think I heard it was like seventy million. Yeah, seventy weekend. million uh, was its opening weekend, which was double the initial projections, and I think it's like almost double what Get Out got opening weekend oh yeah uh so i mean that's crazy and i think yeah. it's like supposed to be the largest opening for a uh like independent horror movie or something like that i, I saw some articles i did, I did not see that headline it sounds feasible yeah but i didn't i did not see that headline because i think it is an independent movie right is it like a well universal uh distributed it but, oh, okay. but it's yeah. a bloomhouse production so i don't i don't know if that counts as independent mm-hmm. i may not Okay, maybe maybe it was uh, maybe not independent movie. Maybe it was like a original movie, you know, like something that wasn't a sequel or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure uh, others have definitely grossed more in total because things like Paramount Activity went on to make tons of money like over time. Yeah. But in terms of opening weekend, yeah, you're probably that sounds feasible. And uh, and and then just the last thing I mentioned is that uh, you know, I, I saw somewhere that Peel was talking about how. Um, you know, even though you know, maybe a lot of people have questions about certain things, he did say that, you know, he has like he figured out all of like the mythology and the lore and, you know, some, you know, stuff he left out or whatever. But he did say that, uh, you know, he really likes the lore that they came up with and that there could potentially be sequel possibilities uh, in the future, which I think could be interesting. Hmm. I, I was too... <laughs> <laughs> well, we we not to be confused with French. We oui. of course, yeah. Uh, so okay, so full spoilers then. Spoilers for for us uh, from this point on, and this is where the the real meat comes because this film went places that I I, I was not prepared for or expected, and I, I wonder like I I do generally wonder if if. if uh, 
when if I see this a second time, knowing where it mm-hmm. goes, will it play better for me in the second half? Um, yeah. Because the, the tension and the suspense, the direction never let up, all that stuff was great. Um, but, but Jesus Christ, this went places. Because <laughs> uh, the opening titles play play over um, like just the, all these bunnies and cages with this you know big operatic music you know coming in. It's like oh, hey, oh, oh. it's not quite it's not that track, it's not that piece of music, but it sounds like that. Yeah. Um, uh, you know the credits are coming up. So, to the opening scene, uh, young Adelaide goes down, you know, she separates from her dad and goes wandering out of the beach and goes into this house of mirrors. One thing that I really liked in this opening scene, uh, which I I don't know if there's like a specific reason or subtext for it, but I feel like you never actually see like the front of her parents or at least, like it's always to the back. I, I thought that was cool. Yeah, no, I like that as well. I think at one point he does turn around and look at her, but you still don't quite a good you don't get quite a good look at it just because of the lighting. Yeah. You know, it doesn't you know light yeah. his face properly. Um, I, that felt intentional to me. It felt like, um, yeah, I, I mean, to tie into the themes of the movie, it's almost like she's being ignored and is just seen as, as someone who's dependent, mm-hmm. uh, and therefore she's not part of their world. I mean, I'll, I'll yeah. just put it as that. But she goes out of the Hall of Mirrors, <laughs> and we get this very creepy scene where a duplicate's behind her because you know immediately I'm like, that's not that's not a reflection. There's, a, mm-hmm. there's another girl standing behind her and yeah. you know she turns around and then that's when we, we cut the scene and we, we move on with the film and i immediately says i bet they switched <laughs> it, just, it, okay. fe- it yeah. felt so i don't know it was just such the obvious it's... thing to do that I, I i feel like i almost think the twist would have been that they didn't <laughs> like, like that would have been more surprising almost at the end uh yeah. if they didn't but you know regardless of that because mm-hmm. that does bring in some interesting thing, ideas out of the film of nature versus nurture and you know what what makes a person a person and so on uh mm-hmm. but so the, so the film goes down this path where ultimately the the these duplicates that show up that show up at the house and come in um so now we're we're cutting to present day and you yeah. know uh adeline's all grown up she has a family husband a yeah. daughter and a she, son she's scared mm-hmm. to go to the beach especially that beach uh, mm-hmm. uh, but they, you know, they end up going, and she gets scared that her son's disappeared for a few seconds, and it's fine. And there's some like foreboding mm-hmm. things, like you know, she sees the old guy with the blood hands that you know, look the guy yeah. that she saw, and so on. Uh, and uh, should mention that they're meeting their friends at the beach, played by uh, Tim Heidecker and uh, Elizabeth Moss. Yes. Who uh, now I'm assuming we you know we have different tastes in comedy, so I'm assuming you're probably not a fan of Tim Heidecker, but I uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of him. Is really cool seeing him in like. Uh, a big movie like this i thought he was uh he did a great job like he's really funny but also like gets you know once uh you know you get some of the duplicate stuff happening i think he is like kind of like weird and he pulls off being creepy kind of well i have never heard of him <laughs> he does like a adult swim stuff and then he's been okay. in like you know some uh you know comedy things but i it, it's definitely a very polarizing style of comedy i, I honestly i don't think you would like it <laughs> that's fair i, 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 I just, love it though. i just glanced down his uh imdb and i don't think i've seen a single thing on the list outside of us obviously uh he was in uh, oh, uh wait, oh, bride I, maids i was looking at uh right or not actor haunt haunt this will change this will change things it was ant-man ant-man and the wasp yeah, I think he was like on the boat uh, at the end, like as the what you might call it, like the uh, giving a tour or something. It was a major role, clearly, because he was so memorable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? He was the Reed Richards stepdad in the last Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> oh, jeez. 
<laughs> Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, I don't remember that face. Um, <laughs> but I think he does a great job as kind of like the douchey <laughs> friend character. Yeah, well, he's not, even Elizabeth Moss, I don't think I've seen her play this kind of just like, you know, yeah. you know, alcoholic housewife who's really vapid. I've not seen her do that before. She's she's always got much more serious roles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so 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 the, the, these creepy folks show up and it becomes this like oh, who are they? It's scary, you know, they, they they get into the house and they're sitting there, you know, they make they make Adelaide uh, you know handcuff herself to the table. And we, we the family kind of splits up and it all becomes this game it's kind of a separate game of cat and mouse between all the different pairs. Like it's all the duplicates chasing their counterparts. Um and you know we get some creepy scenes with uh, you know uh, the the daughter uh, what's her what's her face uh, Zora her her counterpart Umbre is chasing her uh, and she mm-hmm. she's basically like, doing this creepy smile the entire time and she's got this mm-hmm. kind of Michael Myers thing where she just walks even if she's running and she always catches up so she's got she's got, she's kind of the slasher villain <laughs> one of the yeah. members of the family. <laughs> Um, and they yeah they mention uh like earlier in the movie too like uh that they want her to run track so you kind of like uh you know you kind of get the idea that all right so running might come into play here and then it's kind of cool that yeah you know uh she's running but like her counterpart is just always like yeah doing the slasher walk but you know always seems to like catch up to her no it's it's, it's a nice little touch Uh, and that's got some creepy scenes and some good suspense here or there um but ultimately, where this goes in the second half, and we'll go back and talk about specific scenes and stuff. We'll talk about the other family, and we'll talk about all that stuff. But I think the big thing to talk about is what the mythology is and what the the, the, the revelation is. Is eventually, you know, uh, Josh after they go through a lot of turmoil, Josh gets taken. Uh, uh, so not Jason, sorry, not Josh. Jason, Jason gets taken. Uh, Jason, by... there was a part where they were screaming his name, and I, Jason? I, couldn't, I couldn't help Jason? it. So I was like. Uh, <laughs> To the point where I was kind of like, I don't know, seems like a, yeah, he seems like a cool guy. I wonder if he knew what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who don't know, there's a video game called Heavy Rain where you're, at one point you lose your son named Jason and you're just shouting the name Jason over yeah. and over. You've got a button to press Jason. So you're just shouting, Jason, Jason, uh. Jason, <laughs> Jason. Um, I feel like we always, whenever we do a Friday the 13th, we, that inevitably <laughs> comes up at some point. Yes. So, you know, and she she sort of, and the, next to the beach at this point, so she goes and she realizes, oh, d- d- d-, you know, because the the, the duplicate, she, she met her in this House of Mirrors. She goes into the House of Mirrors and finds the secret entrance that goes down into the... the t- and it's worth mentioning, the film starts with some text that tells us about all, oh, yeah. of the, all, all of the abandoned and unused tunnels in the US and all the, all the subways that are not used anymore, all the mining tunnels that aren't used anymore, and what is their purpose now kind of thing. Uh, which was really, which is honestly getting into this movie, I, I had no idea there was like, anything to do with the underground. I was like, oh, okay. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, the whole opening is really like, man, it, 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 it's, if you think about it too much, it's kind of like, where is this going? Because, yeah, they talk about the tunnels, they show all these bunnies, and then a commercial for Hands Across America. I know. It's like, <laughs> what i mean it it's all well done though so i'm like not thinking about it too much but i could definitely see something like what the hell is going on yeah, what's happening here <laughs> yeah what's, 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 where's this movie going so she goes down there and we, we see all these rooms all these like classrooms and we see the room where the bunnies were at the start and there was a reference in the middle at one point they said something about having to eat bunnies so that's what they eat um and yeah. you get this sense so basically what we find out is that there's a duplicate society underneath the, the, the underground right where everyone has a duplicate everyone has the tethered version of themselves and we get some flashbacks at one point to, that shows that they actually act out essentially what also happened 
in you know the real world upstairs it's kind of miming it but they're kind of doing the same things and yeah. you know because when adelaide and the the, the urban red and the, the duplicate family first appear it's like oh when you had your first kid i had my first child you know and she's the only one who could talk and that, that was actually the thing that confirmed my 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 guess at the twist because none of them could talk except her yeah red was and it was like what makes her different well she she came from our world she came from up mm-hmm. top that's why she's different mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you know, important to note uh, too, though, uh, she's not talking, you know, like uh, you know the other, you know, Adelaide that we've been hearing throughout the rest of the movie. Like, you know, she has a very like, you know, she's talking yeah. like a, like she has a, you know, crushed windpipe, uh, which, uh, yeah, <laughs> which, which yeah, plays into it because it turns out, <laughs> yeah, fake, you know, red uh, or, well, I guess it's not red. It's the it's the real ad. Uh, this is yeah. confusing. The, the Adelaide, <laughs> who we know as an adult, as a kid, uh, strangled her and knocked her yeah. out. Uh, and that's why she speaks like this. Uh, so we learn all this, and there's like a whole exposition dump here where she says, oh, the government set up the tethered, and the, the whole idea was to try and control people, but they abandoned it, so we're just left down here kind of thing. That was the, the gist of the, the thing. So like, I, I think they mentioned something where... Yeah, it was like a government experiment, and they said they could they could recreate the bodies, but not the souls. Yeah. So basically, yeah, like the uh, the tethered there, uh, you know, these like shadow versions of the people are above ground, and I kind of I, I don't think they specifically. Well, yeah, I, I guess this is kind of what they're getting at, though, is like, you know, they're pissed because you know they're forced to live underground, and then there aren't like you know. They're not free. They're like, uh, you know, tethered, like they say to yeah. these people above ground. They really have no control over their yeah, lives or I, anything. When you get to the, 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 I think the main social commentary of the movie. I mean, the movie's called Us. It also neatly is also the the word US, right? Oh, I actually didn't even think about that. Yeah, no, it, yeah. It, it's it's, a, it's the movie's about class structure in the US. It's about the poor, yeah. and it's the idea that. Like there's there's no reason why the the, the tethered exists in the sense why is there exact duplicates of the of the people up top? But the whole idea is that for anyone who is wealthy and this you know this family's fairly decent you know he's got a boat yeah like you know they're gonna they've got a summer <laughs> home you know like they're doing yeah. okay for themselves. The idea that there's someone who's underground who doesn't have all these things and the idea is that these people are still us. We should still be looking after them. We shouldn't be ignoring them. Um, I mean, definitely. And that, that you know, the movie's about how the idea that the, the middle class and up are all ignoring everyone else beneath them, kind of thing. And that the and maybe maybe more specifically, the homeless is maybe a more accurate thing. But the idea that sure. they, they they are still us, and that's kind of the point of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that's where you know you get to. It's kind of a Twilight Zone episode. It's kind of like a movie that's more about the, the subtext than it is about the actual surface level story making complete and total sense. You know, it's it's about what it means rather than you know how did we get to the point where we have all these duplicates that are exactly like the people up above and mm-hmm. and so on and so forth i mean there's a, a bit of an explanation but it doesn't go that deep into it it's just kind of it's a vague the government did an experiment and that's it yeah <laughs> yeah and, and like you know if that bothers you that's fine but like for me i i think it's uh, again the story is so engaging and at this point yeah. you're really you know involved in these characters and you know what they're going through well, that it, it's a good enough explanation for me. Like I, I can see some people being like, "Well, I should oh, make it clear. I, I don't mind the explanation. Actually, I, I actually I'm okay. fine with it being vague. I think my bigger problem, what I got, what, what I was saying earlier, is uh, that I didn't feel that like the first half of the movie set me up for this way. Because because by the time we get to this point in the movie, every person in America seems to have got a duplicate, <laughs> and we have all these people in in the red jumpsuits, like you know, doing the hands across the world thing as a statement to say, mm-hmm. "Hey, we exist." 
you know pay attention mm-hmm. to is um and like you know because by the time they're driving around at the end before before the the, the big ending happens you know there's, there's cars abandoned there's like every you know families have been killed left and right it's on the news people are being murdered and i'm like i was not prepared for this to turn into like an apocalyptic oh, yeah. event like well, I, you know it just yeah. it was a shift I, for me in terms of like what it was Oh, sure. Yeah. And I actually thought that was a big surprise uh, for me. I mean, I think if anything, you know, the bigger surprise than like, uh, oh, yeah, finding out that they were switched at the beginning of the movie is uh, when the, uh, you know, Josh's family uh, gets murdered. Like that to me was like a pretty big surprise because that was the first time you're like, oh, so it's not just the other family. Yeah. Like, and that, that scene is great. Um I, I loved that uh the, the, their murder scenes and then the daughters. I then loved the the humor of their you know their tether attacking our main family. Um, in fact, I think the funniest line in the movie, uh, when when Zora wants to drive and they won't let her, she says the line, <laughs> and this made me laugh so much. I have the highest kill count in the family, yeah. <laughs> and then they start arguing, and Dad's like, no 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 no, I've killed two. I've got the higher kill count. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that was a genu- <laughs> that was genuinely funny. <laughs> yeah, that was genuinely very very funny. Um. And so that was all good, and obviously there's some hints, you know, in in uh, that scene when uh when Adelaide like is like kill, has to kill one of the daughters who's still coming after her, and she's she gets kind of vicious and kind of almost uh, feral, and and she starts like grunting like the yeah. same way that uh you know the um what do you call it Abraham who is uh the I think that's the father's tethered yeah that's the father's tethered yeah yeah. Because uh, he's the one that we hear like grunting, like you know, mostly uh, throughout the movie, at least you know, for the first time. But then, uh, yeah, once she has to murder someone, she kind of starts making those like similar sounds. Do you know, he, George Jonas is weird. I almost think everything, or, or at least not everything, but my problem with the the twist that she, she was switched because I just got that immediately at the start. Is I almost think if you just take that opening scene out. Mm-hmm. Like, just give me her watching the TV, set, set up those themes, and then every so often in the movie, keep cutting back to her walking towards this this uh, this house of mirrors. And don't actually show me the full scene until the end, and when it all comes together. And then it might work better right. for me. I, I think because they showed me essentially the full... Uh, no, obviously they didn't show her getting captured and taken underground, but they showed me mm-hmm. up to her meeting her tethered part, or her, te- you know, her tethered counterpart. If they, if, they didn't, if they just didn't show me that, and it just it went there by the end... I think I wouldn't have a problem with that twist. I don't think I would. I think because yeah. at that point I'd be saying, "Oh, that explains why her counterpart's different. That explains why she can talk. Um, mm. It explains all these different things." And then that opens up this whole other idea of like, "Well, she clearly became a fairly normal person growing up in our world. You know, that's mm-hmm. why she didn't talk at first uh, when she came out, but then she learned to talk." Um, mm-hmm. And you know the the real Adelaide essentially became kind of the leader of the the tethered because she was smarter than them or she had more you know whatever and it's like and this whole idea of that they don't have a soul you know do they have a soul is that just because they're ignored or you know like all these other questions come into it and once you get oh, yeah, and I I think maybe like my one you know kind of dumb like a you know nitpicky question. Uh, was just the okay so you know once you know they get switched and she's like underground and yeah at first she's like chained to the bed or whatever so uh but eventually you know she gets free of that and i guess my kind of thing was like well once she gets free like why doesn't she just leave because it doesn't seem like people would try to stop her you know yeah 
that's a good question i don't know <laughs> like that i i guess that's like the one and again like you know i unless, unless they kept her locked up for so long that by the time she got you know to let her be free yeah i don't know if, if it was i don't know if, yeah, if she felt some i mean yeah i guess maybe if there was something where she was like oh uh maybe i feel like i have like a duty to these people or something or uh or i don't know if maybe there's something about that the place that they're in that makes them like i don't know like obedient to their you know uh the above ground people or, or something that I, yeah i don't know it's it, uh again like i don't think about it too hard but you know if, if i maybe had one little like oh well what about this kind of thing it'd probably be that I think the other big thing that people have a big, you know, different reads on in the ending is when we learn this, and it's because it, Adelaide seems to have forgotten she switched, and then until you know it's revealed, and then she remembers because she's kind of told. Uh, mm. she she chooses to kill Red, right? And mm. like, there's like, there's so many ways to read this. Like, do you read this as a as a sad ending because the the fake version has killed the real one, and that's sad, or is it a good or is it a happier ending because? She basically rose up and, you know, she, she rose out of the poverty. Uh, going go to representing the, the, the lower class or the homeless, she rose out of the poverty and she, she took, she, she succeeded in having a family. And by the end of the film, she, she's accepted that she, she earned that. And that's why she takes it. Because uh, one, mm-hmm. one of the things that occurred to me earlier on is that I wondered that once they killed the real, the, the real up, you know, upper world versions, did they start to become more like them? Because uh, Elizabeth Moss, after she kills uh, her regular version, she starts putting on her makeup, and it fe- almost feels like she's starting to get smarter slightly, just slightly, mm-hmm. like she has independence for the first time in like you know her, her life. <laughs> yeah like definitely seems like you know she's doing something for herself for once yeah. uh, i mean my my original takeaway uh which was was probably a little bit more of a sad thing because it seems like a uh like almost turning your back like on your people kind of thing yeah, where you know yeah if you do you know right like yeah if you do rise up uh, um you know, in, instead of also trying to take people with you and improve the lives of others, instead you're kind of like, oh no, I got mine, I'm good, you know, like... No, I actually, yeah, I like that take, because, yeah, that's essentially it, is that Red tried to bring everyone up. She tried to, you know, improve it for everyone, and that's... I mean, admittedly, they're killing people, which is obviously... But again, <laughs> in an allegorical context, don't think of this as actual real people who been murdered, just think of this right. as the, in the, whole, the whole idea of them doing the Hands Across America, what she saw as a kid, is to, to kind of show, hey, we exist and we, we can't be ignored and we should be treated and, you know, remembered, essentially, not be forgotten. And yeah. also, also, I think... Uh, I, I didn't get this at first, but I was looking at... Um, you know, something someone wrote online uh, that I thought was interesting was using hands up across America, which was kind of like a notable like failure. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, when people originally tried to do it, it was like um, at the height of like Reaganomics in America. And it was supposed to be this big showy thing that was going to raise like tons of money for charity. And then, you know, it didn't happen. You know, they weren't able to, you know, pull it together. Um, not as like i think they did raise a good amount of money but almost none of it went to charity so i think it is interesting that they have like a yeah this failed thing that you know the above ground people try to do yeah. uh but then the the lower people are able to actually pull it off yeah yeah like either out of desperation or you could almost argue there's something to be said that a kid who saw the advert for it th- thought it was mm-hmm. going to work and that then chose to do that you know that was her plan the whole time. Cause she she never she never she didn't know how it worked turned out. She wasn't around for it. That's true. Out, yeah. For, for yeah. finishing, um, so but what I like about that read though is that 
it is this kind of sad thing where she's kind of gotten away with it at the end and despite the fact that okay sure yes the, the tethered are getting their their, their day that they were they're, they're going to be noticed she's kind mm. of gotten away with you know taking and she's she's killed the the real person she's killed and it's like you know is, is this representative of, of, of taking over or is it the way you said that we're no she's got her so she doesn't care about the rest of them now yeah. um and when I and I think my, my favorite part about it, too, uh, which I think is really interesting, is, uh, you know, the son knows, or at least you get the idea yeah. that he knows. Yeah, because he's like, scared and, of her, yeah. Yeah, like, because no, no one else really has kind of been seeing this or has been as close to her, uh, but he has actually, you know, seen these instances throughout the movie of her acting out, and then he was, you know, underground when, you know, she was fighting the other version and stuff. So he kind of gives this knowing glance at the end, which I think is, like, a really, like, interesting thing to throw in there. Yeah, um, I wonder. What, I wonder what that's representing. Actually, now that I think about it, I could. Uh, I mean, I, I guess uh, you know. Again, kind of keeping, in, you know, in this theme, maybe just the idea of like realizing your parents kind of suck and that they had to do like shitty things, like you know, like yeah. if you had, like if you live in a nice house and stuff, and then you realize like, oh yeah, it's because my parents like screwed these other people over. Or, you know, if they have like a a job that. <laughs> You know that they made a lot of money off of people suffering or something. I, I don't know, just one possible idea. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think you could maybe go 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 at it like um this idea that like I mean this is a bit more of a stretch, admittedly, but this idea that mm-hmm. um she's risen up from from again the the representation of the, of poverty. Uh, that someone knows she's not really one of them. Like someone knows she's sure, really still yeah. poverty, so they're always going to look at her like she's not one of us. Which again, it's a weird thing to say that that's what it represents because it's her son. You know, it's not quite yeah. right because it because it is really his mother. You know, it's not like you know, it's not like they, they were swapped after she gave birth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so so that's interesting. Or or actually, here here's 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 what I think the readers actually. Huh? I think I think what that represents is him knowing what his mother really was and what she really did. It's the fear that he's like her. It's the fear that ultimately he's going to be okay. one of them, um, and maybe it's also sympathy because he essentially killed his counterpart because he because the the counterpart was uh, uh, what was the name Pluto. He he was Pluto. copying his moves but in reverse, so he walked backwards mm-hmm. so that so Pluto would walk out of the fire. He essentially killed what was the son of the real version of his mother, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, and I, I thought that was interesting too because you could see like I didn't really. Uh, register it at first but i I guess is another good kind of you know takeaway once you realize that they've been switched but she did seem to like you know overreact to that when you know she saw that he was uh you know gonna be killed yeah which i i guess well actually i mean i I guess that's kind of weird because like she that yeah she that's not like she wouldn't have known him uh because they've been switched for so long but i mean maybe she still feels sympathy for those people because she knows like she was one of them yeah, maybe there's like a guilt there. Like these are the people who she's left behind. So yeah, yeah. It's, but, I think yeah, it's, it's a critique of the class system. It's a, obviously I think it's a critique of capitalism in a lot of ways. And the idea, oh of yeah, like, is this thirst to just get get for you and you know screw everyone else and just you know cut through it. You get you make your life better and ignore everyone else. And that's kind of what Red did, uh, or Adelaide did rather. Yeah. Adelaide did. Uh, yeah. It's confusing because technically they had the opposite names to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that's everything that Adelaide essentially did, and she left those behind. And then, essentially, those people she left behind are like finally coming out. So it's almost like the the entire time, it's almost like 
oh shit, this is my comeuppance because I never actually stood by them. Like now that I yeah. abandoned them, you know. So there's, there's there's a lot of themes in there, a lot of subtext, uh, which I really like, and it's something that obviously Peel does very well. Um, and it's yeah. something where I think the movie might even play better for me in a second viewing because having thought about it, having like thought about what the whole thing means, mm-hmm. like it might play better for me on on the second time through. And knowing where it goes, because yeah. because sometimes I wonder about older movies that are classics where they go really weird in the second half. But for me, it's always been the ending, so I just never think about it. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I I mean, I kind of like a big crazy ending, so it, it it's right up my alley. Um, I I I am actually really excited to see this uh, again. I feel like you know I'm so busy nowadays; it's hard to like make the time to see stuff uh, again. Like uh, yeah. You know, no, I, I, I used to see stuff in theaters like, you know, four or five times. Like if I really liked it, I can't remember the last time I saw something twice. But um, the boy, I don't know. I would... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a that was a 10 timer for me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but but no, I'm very interested to, to see it again. And, you know, what's kind of funny is, uh, you know, we're using the the tethered names, but you really don't hear them like throughout yeah. the movie. Like you only kind of notice like I think they do say like maybe once or twice but it is kind of you don't really know that's what they are at first and you only kind of know them uh you know with the credits but uh i, I think it's kind of a, a nice like testament to how strong the characters are and stuff that you know you can attach these names to them even though you don't really hear them throughout most of the movie yeah no, that's that's true that's true um i, I think any other critiques i'd have is that the main characters the main family do feel like they have a little bit of plot armor at times where it seems like everyone else is getting killed instantly and easily but they are somehow surviving. I, yeah, honestly, I thought the dad was dead a couple of times. Yeah. Like I kind of was surprised. I was like, oh, he's alive. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will say, like, pro- probably my only critique from a filmmaking point of view is that I think mm. when he was on the boat with the uh, his tethered, I, I don't mm. think I was very clear in how it ended. Like I was a little bit confused as to what the actual action that he won with. Sure. Yeah. Did he? Uh... It was something to do with the engine and the boat, but I wasn't entirely yeah, sure what he did. Yeah, like I wasn't sure if he got like cut, like cut up with the like if yeah. he started it and then, you know, it was like a you know whatever the the propeller like yeah. if it cut him up or something. Or... I, I just yeah. it wasn't super clear. I thought in the editing right there, and it, I, I, it's, it was a dark scene. Like you know, it's, it's it's the only in terms of a technical like filmmaking point of view, it's the only fault I have in the whole thing is that scene. Is I thought it was unclear, but. That's fair. Uh, I actually think one of my favorites was, uh, yeah, the the young boy and his uh, counterpart Pluto. I thought uh, I liked the the look of him. He was like wearing you know this mask and mm. um, and you know you can, can mention like all the tethered are wearing uh, these like red jumpsuit jumpsuits with a uh, like a leather glove, which I didn't realize at first, but I saw some people pointed out uh, might have been inspired by like uh michael jackson because you know she gets that like michael jackson t-shirt in the beginning that's true and then like it's kind of like a, a similar setup to i guess what he wears in, in thriller so i was like oh, oh so, that's so that's her because she likes michael jackson in the thriller she made everyone dress kind of like that <laughs> yeah okay i can uh, see it possibly and then i i also did hear the criticism though of some people saying like where the hell do these people get like all these like red jumpsuits which is like you know yeah that's fair i mean again yeah, it's I like mean, the, the logistics of it do kind of fall apart because you because th- you're like okay so you had these kids the same time as the as you know the real ad or the you know adelaide had her kids right but i'm thinking in my head like wait so these people down there can actually deliver babies and have medical facilities and 
because because when we see the because when we see the flashback of like what was happening underneath uh, during the opening scene as she was on the boardwalk, right? It's like they're just maiming things out. It's like it's like they're just like acting things out without doing any of it, right? Yeah. So I'm like, so what was what's child birth like down there? Like, what's happening? Well, uh, so this is actually something I was thinking about for a while. Um, when you know, um, they first you know get the family all together and the tethered, you know, uh, like light the fire and Red starts talking. The and fire she... rises. Yes. Yeah, uh, you know, she kind of starts almost like uh, acting like it's a fairy tale. Like she's like, "Once upon a time," and then like, uh, you know, she mentions how you know, basically. I think she says like there was a princess with a shadow, and then, um, you know, every time something good happened for the princess, something bad would happen to the shadow. Like, oh, for Christmas, the princess got all these wonderful toys, while the shadow got like sharp objects. And you know, she mentions like, oh, the you know, princess gave birth uh, to beautiful children. And then I think she says, like, well, we had to have, like, our babies ripped out of us or cut out of us, like yeah. something along those lines, which made me think, like, okay, yeah, is it maybe not, like, a natural birth thing where, like, they, they do have children, but maybe it's, like, some weird, like, uh, painful process that they have to go through? Yeah. I think it's because I I love these types of mysteries. You know, I love things that lost. I I love the people hate the J.J. Abrams mystery box. I like it, right? <laughs> uh, this is a sort of, almost a sort of thing where they give us so much of it though that you can start to like sort of like poke holes in it, and you can start to say but but this and that, and and you know you're saying the whole yeah. society of people are living underground and secret, and like and that's fine. It's it's fine in, in terms of the movie, but. You do start to, and I think that's where you have to look at a movie like this and say it's not about it logically all clicking together and making sense. I think for me, my problem with the the, the last chunk of the movie, even though it's really well directed, even though there's a lot of parts in it that I really really like, it just doesn't feel like it quite clicks together uh, for me. Yeah, that, that's fair. you know something felt just like a little a... bit off. I guess is how I'd describe it. Mm-hmm. And then the, the twist being exactly what I guessed in the very opening scene, just kind of like mm-hmm. okay, yeah, okay, they're doing it now. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but I mean, it's still a good movie. Like I, st- I still rate it favorably. We'll do that soon, of course. And direction's fantastic. It makes me excited for more Jordan Peele stuff. Um, yeah. you know. So. You know what I, I uh, one thing I was thinking about too is uh, I, I think there were you know plenty of creepy stuff, but I don't think it was like necessarily a very gory movie. But I did feel like a lot of tension because of yeah. like. You know, these these killers like, you know, constantly brandishing like, you know, they're <laughs> these long, sharp scissors, uh, which another thing I thought was interesting. I saw someone brought up the idea of scissors as a weapon because they're two identical parts that, you know, are attached together, but used mm-hmm. to divide. Uh, so I was like, oh, <laughs> definitely didn't catch that when I watched it, but that's pretty cool. Uh, but like, yeah, you don't really see like a ton of gore or anything, but it still feels very effectively uh, creepy with. Yeah, the way it's shot and yeah, it's, it's you more know, sp- when stuff does happen, it's more suspenseful than gory. Uh, yeah, yeah, and there's some there's some, there's some great horror scenes in here. I mean, it's full of them, to be honest. Um, it's almost it's almost it's like sometimes I like horror movies to be simpler, and this is not simple. That this goes off the rails <laughs> with its with what it's doing. Like you know, it's like oh, all these underground people, it's going apocalyptic. Um, and I don't know if it's just my expectations or it's just not what I wanted from the end of the story. Uh, but it might play better because all the subtext is there, and I, you know, I've, I've enjoyed dissecting that. I've enjoyed talking about what what it means and and what it's trying mm-hmm. to say. Um, I, I and I think Peel's a great director. I think he's he's a great writer to a point. I think what I want to see from him in terms of improvement is just making his subtext 
and the surface level plot just marry just a little bit better. It just make them fuse in a way that makes it the the the, the perfect <laughs> horror yeah. movie. And I'll be delighted. That's what I think. That's the the room for improvement, I think. But otherwise, he's, he's I think, very talented. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, like you said, uh, one of the biggest compliments uh, you know I can give it is that you know I, I, after I left it, I was just like, man, I cannot wait to see what he does next. And like, uh, um, I mean, I I was already pretty excited for the Twilight Zone, but now I'm like jonesing for it. Like, oh my god, I can't wait. <laughs> and then like. Uh, it, it seems like he really, really loves horror. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, he, he even tweeted out that I, I don't know if a lot of people are saying like that us wasn't a horror movie or, or something, but he, you know, tweeted out very, you know, specifically like, no, us is a horror movie. It's a horror movie. And, yeah. yeah. And he seems to, you know, like love the genre and stuff. It, so I, it's a I hor- want him to keep making. <laughs> it's a horror movie in multiple ways. It's a horror movie in the sense that it's actually horror scenes of suspense and killing and stuff. Yeah. But it's also a horror movie in that it's actually about something horrific that's wrong with society. It's it's horror oh, on multiple yeah. levels. <laughs> so, you know, people yeah. be fools. Well, you know the eternal struggle, though. Whenever a movie is too good, people have to call it <laughs> something else for some reason. But... Uh, hopefully that that starts to change but i'm just like mm. man I, I can't wait in you know until like 20 years from now when we have like a catalog of like 10 jordan peele horror movies Joe, Joe, <laughs> that you Joe, can go back and watch Joe, it's so funny about you saying that there was a joke on last week's episode of arrow because it was set in the future <laughs> okay it was set in 2040 and one character said to the other how about we have a jordan peele marathon Oh, really? that, was a, that was a joke on Arrow. So you saying that just made me laugh because yeah. that, that was a, that was literally just a joke. I'm like, whoever wrote that episode was, is excited about us. They're excited about going to see that. I mean, normally uh, I would be very offended if anything I said uh, <laughs> had anything to do with Arrow, but I'll, I'll give them that one. That's pretty good. Yeah. Jeez, uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I was going to say something else and then I blinked. But yeah. Twilight Zone looks good. <laughs> it does look good. We'll talk. Well, yeah, Twilight Zone's a thing. Uh, so are we done? Are we ready to uh, rate the movie? We... Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. I, mean, I feel like we we covered most most of it. I mean, is there anything else you specifically want to talk about? Is there anything else you're like, oh, we need to talk about that scene. Or we need to talk about. Um, no, <laughs> nothing that I can think of. I mean, like all all the scenes were great, really. So. <laughs> all the scenes were great Tim Vergilish 2019 um, oh it's telling not just Tim Vergilish anymore are you going to change your Twitter Timmy? Uh, I was thinking about it but I don't, I don't know if it's uh, <laughs> uh, I don't, is it weird that like I I don't know I put more thought into like changing my Twitter than I did like my actual license and social security card and stuff like <laughs> In 2019, probably not. That's probably most people's <laughs> people's thought. I, I probably will at some point. I'm just lazy. That's uh, fine. That's fine. Right now. <laughs> yes. I've, I've not revealed what it is yet. Just, uh, I don't know if Tim wants to tell everyone what his new name is, but I'm, I'm, I'm keeping oh. it in a hush-hush. Well, well, uh, well, I don't mind spoiling it. Uh, I mean, most people probably know. If they follow the podcast regularly, they know uh, Yeah, I got married last year, and then I finally, uh, you know, we've been working at uh, changing our last names but finally went through and i got my uh basically you know me and my wife hyphenated our last name so my last name is now vargulish hyphen chow so that's that's joe i love about this as i loved it if someone i mean let's say you go somewhere for an interview and they have your resume already right 
<laughs> and they're like, Tim Vergulish Chow. I love the idea that they're sitting there going, I have no idea what sort of person's about to walk in the room. <laughs> the, 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 the thing, oh, so he's probably Asian, maybe? <laughs> we think? I don't know. Well, the, well, the thing that's uh, that's kind of weird about it, that like the only thing I'm kind of not sure of is like, you know how they had that whole like uh, scandal thing with Marvel where you know like CB Sobolski was using like a a pen name like oh, an you, Asian you, pen you, name. You're worried that people are going to think you're trying to pretend to be Asian. Yeah, so like I, like I don't want like because well you know like I write you know comic books and stuff. Oh, sure, so I don't yeah. want to put out, put out a book and then have someone be like. Oh yeah, and they just look at the name and then assume like, uh, oh yo. I mean, uh, I, I don't know why this is a conversation we're having during this episode, but um, <laughs> I mean, people have pen names. That's not that weird. If you if you kept it as just Tim Vergulish as a pen name, just for that reason, because you didn't want people to mistake it and think, oh, you know, because if you ever write a story that's set in in China or something like that. Yeah. Like that would maybe be a concern. Admittedly, I don't think writing Goatman yeah. anyone's going, oh, he's trying to get cred <laughs> off of his name. Yeah, I, I guess I know it's a it's a stupid thing to think about, but yeah, I just I, you know, I, I just don't want to ever seem like I'm trying to uh, appropriate anything. If C C B whatever his name is if, never yeah. did that, you wouldn't even think about this. You wouldn't even think it was a concern. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but because he took a Japanese name and pretended to be Japanese just to sell Japanese comics, like the samurai comics or whatever, yeah. now it's like no, that's really yeah. scummy. You can't do that. And it feels yeah. sketchy now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah but then i also don't want to be ashamed of my name either so it's a weird <laughs> it's a weird balancing act though i'm i'm very proud to uh yeah to you know combine names uh like voltron yeah you know. yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's fun <laughs> <laughs> possibly you got a lot because i imagine there wasn't a lot of pun opportunities with vergulish oh yeah, what am i saying what there was because there was vergulish there was that yeah um, it it came in handy like around Halloween every now and again, but that's yeah. that's usually but, about but, it. Yeah, but now anytime you're hungry, you you can make a really easy oh, pun. There you go. You'd be like, oh, it's yeah. time to Tim Vergulish chow down. See, like, easy, yeah, easy. There you go. You got some puns now. You got some pun opportunities. Anyway, let's rate us. <laughs> okay. Did the tethered version of Tim get get a new last name as well? <laughs> It wouldn't be called Tim. It'd be called like it'd be called like Creek or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny because we got a uh, uh, our our newest puppy that we got. Like uh, when you buy a dog, like they have uh, usually like their like actual names. Uh, like if you get something from like a breed or something, they'll usually have like a name that's centered like around. Um, like a, a theme or something so like the like the litter we got um our puppy from like uh the person that was giving it to us like uh needed us to come up with like some type of creek related name uh okay <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know, it's, it, so yeah so our, our puppy his name is banjo but his like you know technical real name or whatever is banjo by the creek so uh, it's just funny that you mentioned creek <laughs> Okay, I just picked a random word. <laughs> there was no thought process that went into it. Um, I, I would probably, I mean, you know, I use this for, I would I would just go by whatever I enter when I, you know, uh, start a video game. And, you know, you have to input a, a name for the character. I always use Goatman. 
So of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, I always use Bubble Eighty Nine. That's my. Well, unless it's like a, it's like a character's name in an RPG, then I'll, I yeah. won't use that. But that's my that's my handle. That's what that's what I'll put in things. Anyway, I mean, yeah. Oh no! Well, growing up, I was always like, no, like the character has to be named what the character's name is. Now I just call everyone Goatman. <laughs> Playing go. Castlevania, Final Fantasy, Legend of Zelda. If you play one of the, the RPGs where they put the name in the text sentences, you know, if it's you know, an older game, uh, it's, it's it's quite amusing if you put in something like Shitface, and then it'll say yeah. things like, oh, Shitface, it's nice to see you, and things like that. Anyway, yeah. Tim, we're rating us. Uh, I, mean, I mean us, yes. I mean, I'm a 10, obviously. And you, you, uh, you know, solid 7. Uh, in your dreams. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I absolutely love this. Uh, like I said, there's like some minor faults and like little details here and there I, I could pick apart, but in the grand scheme of things, I was so just sucked in and engaged with the characters, the you know, the ideas, the mythology, the just the you know cinematography, the music, everything about this movie uh, worked for me. Uh, so I mean, aside from a few complaints, I think it's really good. So I'm gonna give it. A straight up are you ready for this a nine i don't know the last time we gave a nine on this show but god damn it this movie is good <laughs> <laughs> um okay i think you know my biggest complaint actually if i'm really thinking about it at no point you know when the when the when the, the, the teller first show up right and the family's there at no point did adelaide turn to turn to uh, gabe and say this is us <laughs> Well, I think doesn't the kid say like something along those lines at some point, like something uh, similar to yeah, that? Yeah, maybe says that us or whatever. But I was just, I was thinking, I, like, <laughs> I almost like, do you know, I always do the thing where I say hit television show, but I almost wanted her to go. Oh yeah, this is just like the hit television show on NBC. This is us. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. Uh, actually, my biggest complaint would probably be uh, the dude who was sitting in front of me who just thought it was hilarious anytime uh, the tethered version of uh the dad would like you know scream or grunt or whatever this guy was just like belly laughing in the mm. theater it was so annoying and i get the first time it kind of takes you off guard so i can kind of see people being like oh ha 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 but it's like every time the guy does it like the guy could not stop laughing it made me mad <laughs> <laughs> that's fair uh i this is a tough one for me to rate because I, I think it's exceptionally directed i think the acting's great i think it's it's masterfully done I just think the story felt a bit jarring for me in the last half because it just it went in a place I wasn't expecting, and it felt really big. And like I say, I guess the twist, which kind of numb numbed me to that reveal at the end. So, I think it could go up on further viewings when I go in and just. But I mean, I've enjoyed talking about the subtext. I've enjoyed all these things. I am going to go with a seven point five. Okay. Oof. I say, if you go lower than a seven, you are insane. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, the the technical merits alone. You know the direction gets it to the seven, and I think yeah. that the story has some interesting. I think the subtext is great. I think there's a great cast of characters. It's full of great scenes, but there's just there was a feeling that it wasn't quite right in the last half that just kind of stuck with me that uh, has not went away yet. And maybe on a repeat viewing when I go in knowing what it is and I'm just you know watching it for for its for its whole as it were, as opposed yeah. to discovering it as it's going. Maybe I'll feel differently, but. Uh, 7.5 from now but it's still very good like i'm still excited about peel's future i'm still excited about you know everything else um it's very good i mean 
Yeah, I mean, that's totally fair. I wouldn't really uh, argue with the points that you uh, brought up. Um, like, like, I wouldn't necessarily disagree with them. I think it's just one of those instances where, oh, like, I see what you're saying, uh, but it, it didn't really affect me as much, uh, yeah. you know, as they did you. I would be interested to see if you do watch it again, what, uh, you know, if it, if it does go uh, up or down a little bit. Yeah, maybe we'll do a Jordan Peele marathon and, you know, a couple <laughs> movies times. Uh, I mean, you know, if we ever get to that, you know, mythical point where we're just getting tons and tons of money uh, and we can, you know, record more and more stuff, maybe we could do some type of rewind, uh, Ooh. you know, feature where we, you know, do some, like, you know, second opinions or something. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, you gotta give us money for that. Don't don't, don't promise anything like that. They're going to make us watch the boy again. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> the boy revisited. Jeez. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Mm. Again, two boys movies this year: Hellboy and Boy Two. Can't wait. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know which one I'm looking forward to the least uh no it's definitely the boy too but i mean hellboy looks really generic I'm, I'm not feeling super excited about that either uh anyway i, that, I think boy 2 comes out this year it might be next year i forget but do you know what I think it's funny to me every time i'm streaming now uh like every so often i'll have some some of the some of the viewers mention that tim's saying crazy things on twitter and i'll have to go check what you're saying <laughs> and then we'll discuss your craziness on stream <laughs> Who are these title tales? <laughs> I know Ty- Tyler's one of the big guys. Ty- Ty- Tyler uh, definitely like when you saw your say something like Hellboy Two is the best comic book movie ever made. I think you said on Twitter. Uh, he's yeah, like, I stand Ty- by that. He's like Tim's lost his goddamn mind, and then he pasted that tweet into the chat, and I'm like, yeah, Tim's a weirdo. Mm, Tyler, we're gonna have to have a talk, buddy. <laughs> Tim- Tim's weirdness is what makes him the, the great counterpart for this show. He is my tethered. My weirdness. Oh. <laughs> all right are you saying you're normal you're saying you're not nothing weird about you to me yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll do a poll we'll see we'll see all right that's been screws after when they that's that that has been us uh that's the sequel to this is us uh that they're going to do in a few years <laughs> called this was us uh, but thank you very much uh, you can of course support the show and the channel and everything we do by going over to patreon.com slash TV, where you can support us for as little as a dollar per month and for that dollar now you get a bonus episode of Screams After Midnight once per month uh, the first one was The Invisible Maniac so you can go check out that that was the first one we just did oh, uh, so that was we'll, a good one so we'll have a, we'll have a look see but you get other stuff as well the five dollar tier you get to vote on a Screams episode once per month and you can go do that uh, obviously you can support us by commenting and liking subscribing and rating us on the, the iTunes your podcast app of choice uh, and if i'm promoting something we mentioned twilight zone a few times throughout this mm. um me and connor will be reviewing the twilight zone when it hits the new one um next we'll start next week actually at the time of record yeah. um and we'll be reviewing that but also just started uh as a classic reviews of the original twilight zone from episode one uh which is myself and newcomer tara so there's a uh-huh. classic twilight zone reviews up as well um so go check go check that and i i don't know which episode it is but i do remember peel saying there was an episode of the twilight zone that kind of helped inspire us so interesting uh it'd be interesting when you when you get to that one yeah 
so go have a look see to these various things and hopefully you enjoy some things and yada 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 but that has been us that has been screams after midnight so hopefully this one's still up 24 hours later so thank you very much once again for watching <laughs> and listening go check us out on twitter at screams midnight for for horror movie news and updates to the show and other things and rambles and shambles and all sorts but that is us. So thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching the scary movies, guys. And we will see you next time.